You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. Hi, babes. Hiya. So we're both a little husky and croaky today because... We had a fun evening, didn't we? We did have a fun evening. Oh, I had a busy day yesterday. And at the end of it, we trotted down the road to uh, our local gay bar, Haunt the Eagle. (laughs) Haunt is definitely the right word. I do feel like I haunt that place. Mm -hmm. I actually went there twice yesterday. (laughs) I also loved, as soon as we arrived, we we got there, what, just before nine? As soon as we arrived... We bumped into someone we knew, of course, who'd been there the night before and lost his wallet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just back here trying to find my wallet. Yeah, it, it does. It is starting to feel like kind of, I imagine, what straight people f- thought felt about Cheers, you know? Yeah. Everybody doesn't know your name, but knows you from, like, Scruff. You want a comic? Or, like, uh, just a, a local, a local... What do you call it? Boozer? Pub. Local pub? <laughs> you forgot the word pub. pub. No, but I, so like if you lived on a street and there was a pub on the corner and you go in and everyone's like, hi, Ron. Yeah. The Sorry, crown and anchor. The crown and anchor. The, <laughs> the wet and whistle. What? No. The, the, the wet and whistle. The wet and whistle. I don't know. There's a pub in Norwich called the pig and whistle. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Is the pig playing the whistle? I think so. I think so. And I think people call it the wig and pistol. You want a comic? way especially <laughs> after a few pints oh yeah oh by the way side note i saw this weekend in glasgow my hometown in scotland it was pride oh and at one of the at polo lounge which is the biggest gay venue in scotland uh they were doing an event and it said drinks offers i think it was from either one pound fifty or two pounds wow like a little vodka diet coke for, for two pounds for two pounds Gosh, that I, I feel so traumatized by the drinks measures here that just the thought of two pounds for vodka makes me feel a little sick. Yes, but that vodka is exactly. like 25 mils. <laughs> it's just like a splash of vodka. Whereas here, oh, those gin and tonics I had last night were strong. <laughs> Not as strong as your Friday night drinks. Oh my goodness, yes. I did make myself, I poisoned myself with vodka on Friday. Um, did you Did you get pizza last night after we left each other? I did. You You declared you were walking in one direction for pizza and I said I was going to go home and eat some toast, which yes. I did do. Oh, that's good. Do you have anything on the toast? <laughs> and, uh, I actually, did, I've run out of butter and I, I just, <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed. I just literally put ketchup on it. <sighs> toast and ketchup? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> Anyone else just have toast and ketchup or is that just, is that just me? Let us know. know. (laughs) I indeed did get pizza. I got three slices. In Mm. retrospect, that's one slice too many. Yeah. Like one drink too many. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you a story from last week. Okay. I went on a little trip. You know about this already, but I can go into more detail. So last weekend, it was Independence Weekend. Go. Independence Weekend. Independence Weekend. (laughs) Is that what they call it? I think so. I thought they called it Independence Day Weekend. Oh. Sure, one or, one or t'other. <laughs> and on the Monday, I went to a beach down the coast. I cannot say the name of it. Let me just Google the name of it. But it was near a place called San Clemente on the way to San Diego. Can you pronounce that? San Onofre? 
San Onofre. Anof- and Anof- uh, It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So this beach, it's like a real surf beach. So you drive maybe, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour down the coast. No, an hour, something like that, south. And you park and there's lots of families who've got their RVs and tents because you can, at the top, and you can, they were clearly there for Independence Day weekend. Yep. And then you trot down the beach. It's like a surfer's beach. But if you take a left and you walk about 20 minutes, you get to a curious sign. <laughs> and that curious sign says something along the lines of like, this area is owned by the U.S. Marines. Do not enter. And there's like a fence and stuff like that. And then someone across the top of it has just slapped nude beach. Uh. Um. <laughs> yeah. So is it owned by the Navy? The, the military? The military. Some, yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> so then you cross over and it becomes this nude beach. Ah. Is it for all kinds of nude people or is it just homosexuals? Well, all kinds of nude people, but you know what the homos are like. Yeah. They flock to getting sand in crevices. Yeah. So, yeah, and it wasn't super busy. It was very, it was a very strange day because it was hot, but that marine layer, that gray sky did not leave us. <laughs> so it felt like we were, like a nuclear war had happened. <laughs> right. and we were just on this beach. And every now and again in the distance, you could just hear like a... <clears throat> As if they were doing like nuclear tests. What nearby. was that? It was as if they were doing like the Marines were doing like nuclear tests nearby. <laughs> so I did get in wow. the water naked. So I probably am now radioactive. The glamour really never stops in Los Angeles, does it? I know. I know. <laughs> Our need to have a gay space is now reduced to basically hanging out naked in the nuclear testing site. Yeah. Do you know I really struggle to say that word? Nuclear testing site. N- nuclear. 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 Yeah. I really, I have to... Uh, since I was a child, I don't know why I was saying that word as a child, but it's a word that I've never been able to say without... I can say it now, but like someone that's had speech therapy, I have to stop. Wait, you've had speech therapy? No, I said like someone that's had oh. speech therapy. I think that's part of the thing is you get told to like slow down and stop. So I have to say, oh, it's going to be like a nuclear war. Nuclear war. So you're going to notice it. If I ever say that word, you're going to notice me pausing before saying it now because I can't... <laughs> Every time you say yeah. nuclear, all yeah. those... All those moments we talk about. I do say it quite a lot. <laughs> oh, we, and we met some people there and they were saying, oh yeah, we're here the other week. And apparently the Marines were doing like the workouts or whatever they're called. What? Their drills. So they're like running up and down the beach and there were just like naked people around. I think we should do some feedback. Let's do it. Okay, so we have some feedback from our listeners. As ever, if you want to get in touch, go to our Instagram, You're Welcome America. You can email us at You're Welcome America Podcast at gmail.com. And that's the letters you are, not Y O U R. And you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We haven't had a rating reviewing for a while. Ever since someone gave us, it's all five stars, and then someone gave us a, a three star review. <laughs> oh. I don't blame them. Yeah. Okay, what have we got? So Little's Beth, my friend Lydia, got in touch saying, can I just thank you for keeping my relationship together? Whenever we drive anywhere, we can't agree on music for the road. The only thing we can listen to and laugh along is you guys. Aww. Oh, they saved up two episodes. Oh, for the, the journey to their wedding, because they had to drive from the countryside back into London. And they said they needed some fun and normality en route. Normality. <laughs> and she says, also, Adam, who's her husband, thinks Blue are all for one. Look them up. He's got a point. So he's So she's saying that, Adam's saying that he thinks the UK boy band Blue, the US equivalent, are all for one. Yeah. I okay. Mean, that video, the all the all for one video, despite maybe being shot in the 90s, looks like it was made on like 
the first ever camera in 1925. <laughs> so I love the member who's just wearing glasses. <laughs> Listen, when you got to see, you got to see. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember all for one. I feel like that was a real radio hit in the UK. Yeah. Okay. Zachary Adams got in touch. So this is our episode, which was blue and cold stone creamery. He said the episode definitely made me stop and get cold stone after work. Instant regret. I agree. What? I regretted mine because I ate the rest of my cold stone after you left and felt like throwing up. Did you put it in the freezer? I did. Okay. So it melted and refroze. It was disgusting. Oh, melted and refroze. And I, oh my God. Growing up, my mum was obsessed with the idea of if you took ice cream out and it melted too much, if you refroze it, it was then you're going to get food poisoning. Right. Throw it out. <laughs> it's like a real thing. I'm, no, I'm with her on it now that I've done it. What else have we got? So Pablo942000 got in touch and said, I recently saw Anthony Costa on the tube while visiting London. Better looking in real life. Who knew? Mm. Makes sense. Wonder if Anthony Costa's got, does he do pay-as-you-go oyster? Or does he have a travel card? <laughs> well, people people just use their cards now. Contactless. Oh, well, the debit cards. Yeah, you don't. Uh, no, one, no one has an oyster card anymore because I got mocked for using one when I went home. Really? Yeah, everyone just uses that card. Oh my God, oyster cards are dead. <laughs> yeah, oyster cards are only for tourists and people who look foolish. I got laughed at every time I used mine. Wow. But like I was trying to, it felt like I got on the bus and said like, single to, single to the city centre, please. <laughs> and everyone was like, you don't do that in London. Okay, apologies if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Andres. Andre. Andre. Andre Souza. Andres Souza. Okay, so we've had a bit of a discussion because he got in touch and he's been buying his Ribena in the US <laughs> because you famously did not bring bring me back any Ribena because we were going to make Ribena Ritas. Yes. Okay. So he's just getting it from Amazon. He's just getting it from Amazon. A pack of two. <laughs> I looked at it. The pack of two is $25. And he said, but it's a pack of two and it's a huge one. The large bottle. And then he said, better than paying overweight luggage. And he's not wrong there. I like in the description, the Amazon link, it says, ideal for large families. This 1.5 litre bottle will keep your loved ones refreshed all week long. All, all week, week long. long. As their teeth rot out of their head <laughs> all week long. One of my friends growing up, she had a, a nanny. She was the youngest of, what, like nine kids or whatever. So by the time it got to her, it was like, we need a fucking nanny to deal with the last one. And before bed, the nanny would make hot Ribena. Oh, I love a hot Ribena. And after brushing her teeth, Ooh. she'd have a hot Ribena in bed, then sleep. Lovely. <laughs> Coat those teeth right before yeah. sleep. Lovely. Mm. <laughs> Andres is also right in that if you had brought back that bottle of Ribena, it would have burst in your bag. Yeah. I, I do. I did, was having that that kind of panic, actually. So uh, Christo got in touch. After our Cold Stone Creamy, we did talk a lot about robotic delivery devices. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said one of these attacked me the other day and he said he was just making his way to Mendocino Farms and then he wanted to try and say hi to one of those robots and it started reversing into him. So the, the machines have become sentient and they're trying to kill us. But Christo, who lives in the UK, you know, here's a real LA and America life lesson. The Amazon robot was reversing into you. I smell a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, think- what are you getting from Mendocino Farms? Talk, tell, talk, tell us about your order. Mm. Love a bit of Mendo Farms. Farm Club. Uh, Turkey yeah. Farm Club. Love that. Turkey, it's just the best. Oh, see, I get like a, they do like a, um, a, a Beyond Beef, like beef patty. So you can essentially get like a, a beef burger, like ciabatta sandwich. It's really like, oh. really disgusting and really good. So Pierce Broderick, which is very close to Pierce. Very close to, to Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. 
<laughs> Pierce Brosnan has got in touch and he said, an Una update from Pride in Dublin. She came on stage in a Pride leotard with dancers. Did, she did Up, Issues, All Fired Up and Ego. Great selection. At, at one point she said, the rest of the Saturdays aren't here, so help me sing this one. <laughs> she then did a costume change into a cowboy outfit hmm, and did Man I Feel Like a Woman and whatever her new single is called. She had a male backing singer for this part, also dressed as a cowboy. <laughs> she looked absolutely stunning in person with amazing hair. And then no acoustic guitar cover, sadly. Oh. Makes sense for Pride. I guess no one wants to sit down and, and hear that. But I, if she did do issues, so why didn't she do that with the acoustic guitar? Yeah. Also, I mean, it's very simple also to fake a power outage. <laughs> Okay, Andy, Andy Venn commented. Andy Venn, who's verified on Instagram, so this is legit, this comment. That's, I, think it's, I think it's Andre Sosa. Is it Andre Sosa again? <laughs> yeah, Andre Sosa's been busy. He has. He said, Croydon, that's the UK equivalent to Encino. <laughs> and I like that it was posted on an episode where I don't remember what we were talking about, but he's, he's not wrong. He thinks Encino is Croydon. Wow, podcast nemesis Michael's going to have a lot to say about that. Yeah, balls in your court there, Michael. Right, In your tennis court in Encino. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then uh, another a friend of mine got in touch and she'd been listening to kind of a few back catalogue episodes and she fell down a wormhole of Tonight Josephine. <laughs> I remember when I went home and oh the whole episode was us talking about Tonight Josephine. She said that she found this review that she really enjoyed. And so just a quick reminder, Tonight Josephine is a, a very neon splattered, fun... Chain bar in London. Sunday, fun day, brunch spot. Yeah. So she found this review and... She basically, I'll, I'll read her comments afterwards. So Manuela gave Tonight Josephine and Clapham one star a month ago. She said, I ordered two white wines for friends and the barman poured them and left them in the middle of the bar and did not bring them over to me after I paid. I don't think that's something that people do in London. I thought it was rather odd and quite rude. She had to walk back to the bar, move bar stools to get drinks. And then this is the best part. My friend ordered shots and said they tasted quite bland. The cocktails did not seem to be high quality or well-made. My friends liked the place, but I left early. And what my friend was really obsessed with here is this friend that was ordering shots and expecting them to be and wanting a, a flavorsome, delicious shot. Yeah. What is that? Because there's two, there's a distinction here. In the, in the US, they do like shots sometimes are like, or shooters are like flavored little mini cocktail things that taste nice. Yeah. So maybe this person was from America and was like, oh, well, I'm going to order a shot. And they literally gave them a shot of vodka. Right. We're looking at the Tonight, jo we're at, once again, we're in the fucking Tonight <laughs> Josephine <laughs> website. I was going to look at the drinks menu because maybe, maybe they do like a syrupy shot or something. There's a lot going on with this color scheme. Oh I, I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a drink called Girl on Fire. Did you see that? I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling past. Shooters. Shooters. Okay, here we go. Oh, God. Oh, my God. No, look at, uh, well, yeah, Tequila Rose. <laughs> okay. But no, there's, they do do shooters. They do a jam donut, a spring bock, a flatliner, a brain hemorrhage, a blowjob, a lemon drop, a kamikaze, an Irish frog, a jellyfish. Oof. Oh, what's the flatliner? They, I, I can't think I of any do, of them. I used to drink flatliners. What is a flatliner? They also have a birthday cake flavor liqueur. Oh my God. Why did I used to drink this? A flatline oh. shot is made from Sambuca tequila and Tabasco served in a shot glass. I used to drink that. My brother used to make me do them God. when I was like 18. Do you know what? That does not sound bland. <laughs> that sounds the opposite of bland. Yeah. I was going to say, I think Manuela's friend did not order a flatliner. Mm. Right. As ever, if you want to get in touch, do give us a shout on Instagram. Get in touch on our email. Uh, don't, don't, reach out, don't reach out to us personally. Although I did just read one that was reached out personally. So oh, was I've, it? Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Just it's hard. It's hard. We never remember. Okay, fine. Give us a shout and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And we are back. Okay. In every episode we do a UK topic and a US topic. <laughs> Fraser's up first the UK topic. I know what it is because we brainstormed it last night over drinks. <laughs> Babes, what are you talking about? I'm simply talking about Manchester. The city of... <laughs> the city of Manchester. Greater Manchester if you if you want. Uh, so let me just give you a little... It's a little light overview of what Manchester is. It's a city and a metropolitan borough in the county of Greater Manchester, England. Population of 552,000. And it's bordered by the Cheshire Plain to the south and the Pennines to the north and the east. So basically, I am going to be talking about the city of Manchester. First of all, it's important to note geographically where Manchester is, even though I just did it there. For it's, our, it's We're saying for our U.S. For listeners. our U.S. listeners, it's what we would consider to be up north if you're from the south, but it's actually not that northern. It's, yeah. it's just above kind of the Midlands, right next to Liverpool. But I'm from Scotland, which is more more northern but you wouldn't say i'm northern no you're not northern you're scottish exactly <laughs> my friend who's from the town that's on the border of england and scotland is the most northern person i know even though yes. you're from further north than exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. penrith north just over the border scotland got it <laughs> i thought let's just start by talking about some of manchester's main characteristics <laughs> <laughs> why is it always raining is it always raining are you crazy? Oh, I've... Okay. <laughs> Famously, I have been in Manchester a lot. Three long stints of working on shows in the Media City in Salford. And it didn't rain that much. Oh, you see, I also did a lot of work in Manchester. And every single time I went there, it's rained. Really? Including one time during like a heat wave where London was in like the throes of this like terrible heat wave. And so was like the whole country was. And we arrived in Manchester and it was still raining. Oh. Like hot and raining, like we're in Thailand. So I actually looked up, is Manchester the rainiest <laughs> city in the UK? Oh, and well, you've not been to Scotland. Well, okay. Britain's wettest city. Do you want to know if it what if it is number one? It's not number one. Okay. Cardiff is Britain's number one wettest city. Wow. So Cardiff, number one. St. David's in South Wales, number two. Glasgow, number three. Thank you. Banger, Banger, not Banger, Banger, um, which is number four, Truro, Preston, Bradford, Leeds, uh, Newry in Northern Ireland, Plymouth, number 10. Yeah, Manchester's down at number 15, and yeah. then Salford is at number 16. I still think that's pretty high. I knew, I knew my Glasgow was going to be high up there. Love a bit of wet weather. In Norwich, Glasgow. number 46. Oh, well. Nice and, nice and far down the list for that one. Okay, so, so London, far- London is the end of that list at number 63. So, so far we've just talked about Manchester being rainy. Okay. Oh, wow, really, uh, <laughs> really cut that one short. Okay, then. <laughs> Manchester's very famous for very kind of what straight people would consider high quality music coming out of it. <laughs> so I just want to discuss with you some of the artists that we appreciate that have come out of Manchester. Thank you. Cleopatra. Oh. They were from Moss Side in, okay. uh, in Manchester. I don't know, for some reason I always had them pegged as a Birmingham act. Yeah. Cleopatra. Yeah. But apparently not. Then this is when things start to get a little greater Manchester. Diana Vickers, she's from Preston. I know that for a fact because she has a very Preston Lancashire accent, but they're yeah. considering her, Diana Vickers, as a part of Manchester's kind of finest M people. Mm. <laughs> very important piece of Manchester musical history coming out of there. Also, not for us, but <laughs> the artist 
Just something called James. <laughs> Forgot about him. James. So, uh, Misha B. <laughs> Misha B. I'm really determined to not mention any of the, like, of the, uh, of the people that people want us to talk about from Manchester. So we will not be discussing that musical artist that I just pointed to there. He, just, he pointed at Morrissey. No. <laughs> Entrance of Set You Free fame. That's fun. <laughs> Lisa Stansfield. That's good. I'm being around the world and I, yeah, yeah. I bet, I bet Laura York loves Lisa Stansfield. <laughs> well, she was on my mum's all woman uh, cassette tape that I talk about all the time. I can sense that. <laughs> Hi, Laura. <laughs> and uh, oh, the Ting Tings. <laughs> <laughs> One of the big features of Manchester is gay, gay nightlife and kind of gay activity. <laughs> so obviously it has a gay, very strong gay kind of neighborhood, one street called Canal Street. I just wanted to ask you, what are your experiences of Canal Street in, in your time? I've had a lot of fun going out in Manchester. Shout out to my friend Kenneth who lived there for a long time and we all would rampage around talking of £1.50 drinks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but actual Canal Street removed the sea. Anal Street. You are a comic? Canal Street, I never found that fun, except the G.A.Y. bar there was fun. Yeah. But there were clubs and things away from it that were really good. Yeah. But the very best time I ever went out in Manchester, there was this club called, this club night called Pop Curious. Ooh. That's, no, is that here? No, I think it's in the UK. Yes. And they threw a party where it was like being in someone's attic. (laughs) <laughs> and you just went up and everyone's like, hiya, welcome. And it, the music was phenomenal. I still follow them on on uh, Instagram and they often post their playlists. And they'll play stuff like Girls Aloud on the Metro. Oh, right. Or like a very specific, they're doing Spice Girls. They'll do, they're not going to do Wannabe. No, they'll, they'll do, do Bumper to Bumper. Well, they'll, they'll do Say You'll Be There. Okay. You know, it'll oh, be like, not one of these girls. One of these girls oh. is not like the other. When I was there, this guy came up to me. He was like, wait, you're Ben. And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I know about you through my friend, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then we ended up hooking up. <laughs> and he was wearing a barber jacket. Very strange. <laughs> well, it's because it's raining. Oh, raining. <laughs> Gotta have that wax jacket for the rain. What What is your experience of Canal Street? Yeah, it's definitely, a, it's a very strange place. I've actually had some really fun nights out in Manchester as well. I, I have a distinct memory of being in J.A.Y. Bar, and that's where I first discovered that Whitney Houston had died. No, oh. And it happened, like, the moment it got announced was like when we were in J.A.Y. Bar, and it literally, the DJ was like, Whitney Houston's died. And then the next thing you know, it was just back-to-back Whitney Houston songs for the rest of the night. Did they play the Let- Freemasons remix of a Million Dollar Bill? I, th- I think so, probably. Freemasons remix is very Manchester, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's just in general. And th- yeah, it, that was kind of a bizarre evening, but like kind of oddly uplifting and <laughs> in the face of some sad news. I was like, well, if you're going to be any- anywhere to mourn the loss of Whitney Houston, JY in Manchester is kind of it. There was one, <laughs> the one time... I'd been in Manchester for for a certain period, like six weeks. And whenever I went out, they would always play that song. Oh, uh, I get a good feeling. Get a feeling like a never, never, never. Oh, God, I hate that like, song. And the joke was that was the song that was just constantly played. Oh, sometimes <laughs> I get a good feeling. I hate that song. <laughs> oh, sometimes. Get a 
there was a period of time where I was haunted by that song, the one that goes, world, hold on. Bob Sinclair. Bob Sinclair. Love that I see, song. See, I hate that song. <gasps> that song is such a low energy. It's such an energy suck of a song. It's one of those I songs that it. it seems like it's upbeat, but you just notice as it starts to get played, everyone's energy just drains out of their body. There's a melancholy. There's a melancholy thing. To, so the last time I heard that, <laughs> I I hear that song in very specific <laughs> places. The last time I think I was skiing by myself, and I was skiing into the the. Yeah, the, the 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 line for the lift and the bar. I looked over and that song was playing, and everyone was just going crazy at this bar in well, the snow. I don't believe you because that song's an energy suck. I think I think <laughs> I've even got a video of it. <laughs> there, there was a period of time I was really, really, really haunted by Bob Sinclair. <laughs> Love that song. So we, if we're talking about Canal Street, we do need to talk about the UK queers folk. Yeah, yeah. What a show! Very, very kind of. A very important TV show that, especially at our our age and time of life, did you did you kind of sneak away to watch it? it was taped on like a a VHS, yeah. and then there was something else written on the VHS to throw uh, everyone off the scent. See, I definitely I would watch it on. I got I had a TV in my room, but because it was on so late, I couldn't I couldn't like have the sound up. But because obviously we're so old that it wasn't like you could use like a wireless headphone. Mm-hmm. So I think I just had to like sit really close to the TV with the with the volume turned down really low. So I could like watch it. Wow, what was? I the... feel like I could have. I could really could have gone and put the subtitles on on um. What was it called? C facts. C facts. I should have put the um, C facts subtitles on. I think nine nine. No, eight eight eight. Eight 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 eight. On C was the, the <laughs> subtitles. Wait a minute. What was the soundtrack to Queer as Folk? All I remember is Air Sexy Boy. Yes. As Nathan was walking down the corridor in school. Yes. I think I learned what rimming was from Queer as Folk. God, did you think that the main star, Stuart Allen Jones, yeah. he was looking down at me like the face of God? <laughs> did you think he was really sexy? Yeah, and now he's, because he's on Game of Thrones and he was really gross on Game of Thrones. Oh, was he? Yeah. We often, <laughs> you, and I, you and I often use Queer as Folk as a, uh, a descriptor of certain nights out that we have. You know, when, you know, like we walk into a place and there's like a very specific type of like dance music playing and you and me often go, oh, this feels like we're in Queer as Folk. Totally. <laughs> <sighs> I always feel very fondly about Queer as Folk, especially because that one character really reminds me of my mom. You know, the mom of uh, mm. <laughs> the one with the red hair with the white streak in it. She really is like Manchester version of Laurie York. That yeah. <laughs> there's the one distinct thing about Manchester that kind of people talk about i guess is that it's kind of split up into very distinct neighborhoods so you have like canal street was the gay area then there's the northern quarter which is like the trendy area the shoreditch of manchester the shoreditch of manchester and then you have kind of the the kind of city center which is the leicester square of manchester and within that within that has a one kind of monolith of entertainment and dining called the print works the print works have you ever been in the print works have i been to the print works that's where the hard rock cafe is the print works has all of the places that you and i have discussed on this podcast all reside in the print works so i'm going to tell you what we've got in there we've yes, got please. a couple of <laughs> couple of independents that i don't recognize chiquito you've got your chain mexican restaurant never forget that i did throw <laughs> up in chiquitos in norwich when i was uh, a teenager we've got frankie and benny's we've got the hard rock cafe we have Nando's, we've got O'Neill's, we've got Wagamama, we've got Walkabout, we've got Weatherspoons, we've got Yates. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get much of a, more of a stronger lineup than that place that ends with a Yates. Yates. Did, you to, did you have a Yates in Glasgow? Probably, but we never, we never went to those like, because we would always 
in Glasgow, there was quite a strong, growing up, there was quite a strong scene of very distinctive independent bars, like G-L-A-M-O-R-O-U-S. Oh, um, you're going to go to lab tonight and we'll do uh, shots from test, test tubes. tubes. It's like stuff like that going on. <laughs> Look at well, how they describe Yates on this website. A high street pub with a party side. Ooh. I mean, they're, fun not, and they're not wrong. I see a subway tile. Yeah. A walkabout. Can we talk about walkabout for a second? I've, I don't think I've ever... Are you telling me you never went to that walkabout on Embankment? Where was, in London. Where was the walkabout in Embankment? I don't remember Literally, that. You would come out of like Embankment. Oh no, you'd come out of... Do you remember Temple Station? Yeah. You would come out of Temple Station and turn right and there was a walkabout like just next to it. G-L-A-M. Was that the kind of place where you'd meet someone before a night out or something? Absolutely. Yeah. Be, yeah. It would be like, because it was cheaper at walkabout. Walkabout was a very strange, it's definitely the Outback Steakhouse of the UK. Oh, 100%. Which is also, you know, in, in, in the sense of not actually owned by, run by or thought about by Australian people, but technically an Australian bar. But all of the walkabouts in London is where they would host like Australian group gatherings and South African like people would gather in walkabouts oh, as okay. well. It would it just became like a like the branding actually worked and mm. Australian people ended up going there and then by default so did South African people. <laughs> so if you're gonna be dining in the print works, which one of these places would you choose? I have to say this this image for this still image for O'Neill's is really quite something. A warm a warm looking warm looking glass of white wine, and then what appears to be some sort of some, creamy jizz on a some, pizza, some jizz pizza slice, and that pizza looks doughy as fuck. It does it looks underbaked? I would. I mean, I actually I'd either go to the Nando's. I would. No, I would do Nando's or there's simply a, a, a There's simply a bar and restaurant here just called Florida. Is that oh is, it, is that a P or a pa? Oh, it's Brazilian, yeah. I remember some friends went to Union Manchester, and I have to say, going to Union Manchester was so cool. Oh, yeah. That was like, I remember visiting and being like, why am I not here? Yeah. Like, everything's happening. It was like a dream student place. One of my favorite facts about Manchester is, so there's this this hotel, like the fancy hotel, one of the fancy hotels in Manchester, and it, I think it's a Hilton, but it's super, super tall, and then it's got a great at the top and I was always meant to go like oh well, we, no you should go for a, like a cocktail at the top because the view's really good but my friend always said whenever it was windy at the top well, the, the whole building would like move oh. and then wind would just whistle through the top of the building <laughs> that's love, horrible love that fact also big news for Manchester don't, don't look at what I'm googling don't okay. look and you can now look Manchester Soho House oh god <laughs> We really, you've really lost grip of the amount that, of Soho houses you've been able to visit in the UK. I mean, being over here, too many of them have popped up, haven't they? Ever, ever since you know, one opened in Balham. What do, what do Malibu, Mumbai, Mayfair, and now Manchester have in common? <laughs> They're all home to Soho House, wow. a Swish members club. I'm seeing the word Swish and Swanky in this description. Oh, Swanky! What Lovely. is that going to be like? I did actually do a bit of thinking and a bit of research about thinking of the US equivalent of Manchester. Okay. Does anywhere pop to your mind or do you want me to start going through? I have two options that I'd like you to help me choose between. Okay, so here's the thing with Manchester is it is big, it is bustling, there's lots going on. It's not the capital. Yeah. Uh, so is it a Chicago? So out of my two options, I do not have Chicago on my list. Okay. So I, 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 I found kind of a, from like the kind of classic industrial 
kind oh. of uh, comparisons. I got Pittsburgh. Okay. So Pittsburgh, a very like, was like a steel town and Manchester was like a mining town. Okay. So I felt like that was kind of a similar thing to that. But then I started thinking about more general stuff and I thought everyone has a very specific accent in Manchester. Can you do one? No, I can do like no, a I very, my, I do like a generic Northern accent that I think has, I've always been told ends up in Leeds. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's a very specific regional accent. And then I thought, okay, well, I need to find somewhere that's got that somewhere that's big and sprawling and bustling, like you said, but it's not like necessarily, you know, not the Los Angeles and New York. Then also you mentioned university, like a big student town. Yeah. And I thought, oh, and also really cold weather. Boston. <laughs> I thought Boston. Boston, Massachusetts. And I was even looking up, like, does Boston have, like, a gay area? And it has a specific gay area. Everyone in Manchester is really fun and also slightly terrifying. And I think of Boston as a city of people who are, like, kind of wild and fun and a little bit scary. The strong gay element, I don't think you have in Boston, but a quick ferry ride from Boston and you're in P-Town. Exactly. Which is, yeah, is if you were ferrying across the canal to Canal Street. Exactly. So P-Town <laughs> is Canal Street. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So, yeah, that's that, that was my thought. So if anyone has a different thought, please let us know. But I am saying, and we are saying, that the US equivalent of Manchester... It's Boston. You're welcome. You're welcome. And we're back. Ben just declared to me that he hates whistling in our well, break. Well, we, <laughs> we just listened to Bob Sinclair World Hold On, a great song. I hate whistling. Yeah, and then we found that other song. Feel the love generation. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what it is with whistling? It's... I don't want to hear your forced <laughs> cheerfulness. And when I worked my first TV job in Tiger Aspect in Soho Square, there was the loveliest old man who was the security guard. He'd been like front reception. He'd been there. His name was like Jeff or something. Right. He'd been there for maybe like 35 years. And he would whistle, but in a really like, oh, really <laughs> tuneful, soulful way. Like... <laughs> And it used to just, oh. <laughs> really get your back up. Horrible. It's like how Bordeaux feels about me scatting. Me, my scabada be babadoos. He's always like, I don't. <laughs> when like, do you do that? Apparently all the time. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on that note, from Bob Sinclair to Ben Anderson, Ben's going to be doing our US topic. We just talked about Manchester. What are we talking about this week? We're talking about, and just like that. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode because i didn't know what you were talking about so this episode is manchester and and, and just, just like, like that, that. <laughs> so we're talking about the second season of and just like that and are you all up to date I'm, I'm up to date let's just go through first of all we've had four episodes so far how are you feeling now all of our listeners i'm sure know that this is the follow-up to sex in the city the second season of and just like that yes how are you feeling four episodes in i will wear whatever and blow whomever i want as long as i can breathe and kneel i'm feeling good i'm feeling very galvanized by episode four yes i was a little worried in episode two and three that we were we were kind of backsliding into some of the worst parts of the first season but i feel i feel good one of my main things i think i maybe was saying this to you uh, or maybe someone else, that I like that it's feeling a lot more populated by people this time. What do you mean? As in, uh, there's too many characters. Yes. But I'm, but I'm talking like background and like outside scenes and things. I feel like there's a lot less of a, uh, a pandemic cloud hanging over. I think series season one looks like it took place in like inside of like a 
vacuum sealed kind of yes like fake green screen version of new york even though i don't think it was but it just was odd there was just an odd vibe to it whereas mm. this one i'm feeling like there's just people everywhere which is nice yes but definitely odd vibes as well oh, it, oh no the actual show is really weird but i just feel like it's getting back to just feeling like it's being filmed on the streets of new york let's just start on we're gonna go through each episode actually. oh are we now so episode one from season two met cute opened up with <laughs> The, um, Elton John and Britney Spears song Hold me close <laughs> So that was going on And all the gals were getting it on yeah. with, with, with sex and fun Except yeah. the least good character Naya <sighs> She's gotta go Yeah, But this episode was fun because it was all tied together With the Met Gala yes. Which is very New York, very sex in the city yes. So that was a very good idea And it had the really good the really amazing outfit from the character who I can only, I know that she's three, it's an acronym and it's three, three letters. Oh but yeah, we I, never, Lisa, Lisa Todd Franklin yeah, or something. I always call her like Dallas Fort Worth yeah. or anything with like three words. Yeah, <laughs> an airport, an airport code. An airport code or a, I think, I think yesterday I called her um, LBW, like before Wicket. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a cricket term. Oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> TMJ, that, just anything, <laughs> TMZ, any, she, what, what, why am I talking about her? Oh, yes. So, um, whatever her name is, she had an amazing Valentino. Met, uh, Valentino Met Gala look. And that was a really fun moment when they basically they couldn't get in a cab. So they just walked to the Met Gala and they had that amazing shot of her walking across the street mm. with all the red stuff flowing. And again, it just felt like it looked real and like it, we weren't in like that weird vacuum soundstage feeling thing. It was a really cool moment. Totally. I, I heard on, I don't know if you're listening. Oof. The podcast, the official podcast that accompanies it. Oh no, I, I can't, I can't yeah. do that level of. Particularly if it's a bad episode. Episode one, I, I enjoyed, but they were saying that Lisa Todd, frankly, whatever her name is, Lyndon uh, B. Johnson. Yeah, Lyndon B. Johnson. Um, <laughs> uh, FDR. Yeah, <laughs> she that that headpiece she was wearing. Mm was really uncomfortable and when she took off it was like she was hellraiser <laughs> she had like almost dots all over her face that's fine um but that episode was very enjoyable i mean you've said it before to me private to me privately yes that charlotte really stepping up her game this yeah. season i've been declaring left right and center that she's the heart and soul of and just like that mm-hmm. she feels like the the kind of the anchoring even though Carrie's meant to be the anchor, I feel like Charlotte is the is now the anchor of the show. And I really, they can't fuck with Harry and Charlotte. No. There's all, all kinds of things can happen to them in their lives and that's fine. They absolutely cannot and will not and should not ever fuck with Harry and Charlotte. They are the best. Yeah. And if they do do something with their marriage, I'm going to be incredibly upset. And also Harry turns out he's the best one. Yeah. Out of all the men, he's yeah. the best one. I love him. Although... We'll get back to Stephen episode four. <laughs> so famously in this episode, she has a SJP, Carrie, she has a mishap. Her Met Gala outfit's not going to fit. Oh, God, if only she had something else to wear. I I think I maybe have something. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that stupid bird head thing. Well, the wedding dress. Yeah, and that stupid, it's a bird. <laughs> she, I, I loved them bringing back the wedding dress. Yeah, no, I did too. I thought it was a great... They, they do a really good job of keeping all of her clothes and like bringing them all back and having them in that closet and stuff. I've, I, I saw that from the first season that they, and the movies, I think, where they, I've, I've read like articles where they have the certain pieces like hanging in the background that you can see from old episodes, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. And also if there are, the only time she would wear that dress again is yeah. to the Met Gala. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 
I enjoyed that a lot. I don't believe in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. I just believe in parties. Right, episode two, it was called The Real Deal. Is this the one where Miranda was just on the beach a lot? Yeah, let me have a look. <laughs> it's very, oh, this is the one all about Charlotte's daughter selling all the her clothes oh, on that website. Yes. Tony Danza features. Oh, yes. Because yes. he's Che's father in the TV pilot. Uh, it's all It's all happening in this episode, but kind of nothing. This is that episode where all the phone calls start to happen. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of FaceTime and, and phone calls happening. This is also the episode where Carrie had that bag that was a pigeon. Yes. And she just popped like a piece of gum, gum. out of that pigeon bag and put it back. And you're right, this is the episode where uh, Miranda's on the beach. Yes, and there was just a just everything was everything of Miranda on the beach was just a little bit too long, wasn't it? Just like yeah. Remember there was that scene where she's like climbing out of the beach and we've just watched her like climb like a sand dune for like a really long time. Mm. Dune. Dune. June. Gin. A sand gin. Sand gin. Gin. Sign up. Gin's gonna gonna climb up the sand gin in June with the gin gloom. And where her shoes are from. Gin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I remember a friend of mine at you in in school didn't get a job in June because they told her that she kind of came across as like too miserable. <laughs> she was. Okay, literal June gloom. Yeah. Well, I'm done with great love. I'm back to great lovers. Okay, let's whisk to episode three, chapter three. Now, this was a strong episode in that it was all about Carrie doing her audiobook. Of her, the book, which is all about Big's death. What's up? I've just remembered the thing that I absolutely despised from episode two, episode two was the whole plot line of Carrie not wanting to read the ad for like a vagina, oh a vaginal God. product. And essentially, basically bringing down a whole podcast network and making pe- like thousands of people lose their jobs. And then the episode ended with her being like, and just like that, I freed up my Wednesdays. And I know it was about her having sex with that guy, but it was also like, and just like that, I tanked a podcast network and... I get to have a day of nothing to myself yeah. again. I was like, I don't think we need to be taking work off of your plate, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be adding some days on, shall we? <laughs> so in chapter three, this is the episode where... I, so I feel bad. I haven't really mentioned Seema much so far. Love Seema. Yeah, she's great. Her Birkin bag gets stolen. Yeah. It's very odd. And then she just finds it dumped. She finds it under a, very visible under a bush. Yeah. That was a little strange. Under like a prop bush. Yeah bit odd going on but Oosh. this is the episode where the milf list is going on oh yeah so it's like a classic sex of the city storyline so lisa let's just call her lisa because we don't remember her full name lisa lt <laughs> ltj uh, ltw she and charlotte find out that there's a milf list at school of all the, the mums and she they want to know where they are on it yeah that's that was a fun that was a fun one i, I like feel, that that feels very Old school SATC. I like I like Dallas Fort Worth. I think she's a really strong, <laughs> she's a strong addition to this show. Like she feels it. She makes so much sense. Like in every scene that she's in, I'm like, oh yeah. And I I, I like her solo scenes, even though her documentary film making is handled in a ludicrous fashion. Mm-hmm. In the last episode, she said something completely completely wrong. Where she said we talked about her documentary going into the Tribeca Film Festival, and then she went. So I've got to go back and do some like polishes and clearances. I don't think you could submit something that's not. Can you submit something to a film festival with uncleared footage in it? No clue. 
I don't. I'm pretty sure if you're submitting it, if it gets like accepted at a film festival, they've seen it. But maybe, but maybe she's done best endeavors with her clearing. <laughs> <laughs> don't use TV terms with me, Sunny Jim. Best endeavors. Best endeavors. But also, just polishes in general. I'm like, I don't think you can. You can do tweaks and stuff. Can you? I'm sure. Also, there's a lot of her doing her own editing in her closet yeah. on that on the avid <laughs> but then also talking about an editor so i'm not sure is she the editor which is which is fine but also if not and she has an avid is an editor coming in and having to work in her closet look all i know is i don't want to see a frame of that documentary <laughs> no i don't what's it even about who the fuck knows <laughs> episode three chapter three we also get um this is che filming their uh their pilot oh yeah I like the writer that, that's that's kind of that Che is trying to get their kind of whole personality through Che's scenes. I think they're really funny. They were screaming at the the warm up who's misgendering them. I yeah. thought that was really funny. They, it's they. <laughs> we also get one of our old favorite characters back, Bitsy Von Mufflin. Oh, yeah. Hi, girls. Lovely to see you, girls. <laughs> Love Bitsy. So she has a real heart to heart with Carrie about being widowed. I thought that was like a beautiful scene. Yeah, it was lovely. It's nice when they give. The, the kind of the wackadoo characters like a moment of grounding in reality because then in episode four Bitsy really really goes off <laughs> I've also read here and I completely forgot about this plot line Miranda considers a tattoo to reflect her new life then chooses her initials MH to affirm who she who she always has been who she always has been who she's always been yeah, this is all, everything with Miranda in Los Angeles on a satellite crew was a, a little strange. It's been quite jarring. Yeah. Get her back. But luckily at the end, Brady is, calls her in crisis. So yeah. she has to fly back to New York. <laughs> and the episode ends with Carrie and Seema mingling with Australian rugby players. And the final line, and just like that, I got COVID. I, I, I think I've laughed the most at any line in the show as, and just like that, I got COVID. That made me laugh. It was so bad that I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was bananas. It was, yeah, it really was. COVID, I can't believe COVID was a plotline of that entire episode. It was so strange. Of her pretending to have it, then her getting it, her talking about it constantly. It was really strange. Mm. <laughs> I saw the ring and I threw up. That's not normal. That's my reaction to marriage. And then finally, episode four, it's alive, exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah. This was a good episode. Yeah. So we have... Return to form. So we have Enid played by Candace Bergen. So that's uh, her old SJP, SJP, Carrie's old Vogue editor. Yes. And also she has her own line of bags called Bergen bags, like Birkin bags. Did you know that? No. Candace Bergen. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, you can buy a, a Bergen bag. That's really good. Yeah. It's really fun. Candace Bergen <laughs> bag. Bergen bag. Let's have a little look. Bergen bags. There they are. I really enjoy. From one old bag to another. Is that what it says? Yeah. It's <laughs> really good. I really enjoy a certain point in in culture where Candace Bergen played a snobby, like a snobby rich white woman in like multiple different films. Uh, so she was in like Sweet Home Alabama, right? Oh, I never saw that. Yeah, she's like a an uptight. I think she's like an uptight politician who's like who's uh, Reese Witherspoon's like love interest's mom. So she always plays like someone's evil mom or boss. So she's the kind of the evil editor in Sex the City. She was in Sweet Home Alabama, and then she's also isn't she the bad guy in? Miss Congeniality as well. Oh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. She, she had a real solid run of just playing evil, frosty. evil, frosty, like old white women. It's really fun. So their relationship is fun, Carrie and Enid's, because it's always been a bit off and a bit awkward. Yeah. So this is the episode where 
she Enid is opening or starting an online magazine for people women in their 70s wants Carrie to be part of it Carrie's offended sure <laughs> meanwhile all the kids are off to summer camp so harry and charlotte have some time for sex uh, yeah, this was a wild plot line of yeah. harry having a phantom orgasm with no jizz and they called it casper the holy no casper the casper the casper the friendly jizz That's... no casper the friendly come that was it and i heard it doesn't quite work because no. it doesn't rhyme with ghost but I heard on the podcast, this is a, an old storyline that they originally had in Sex and City that they always wanted to use. Ah. So they finally got to use it. Wow. Yeah. They dusted off the old Phantom Cum storyline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Che is back in New York and they are in their new Hudson Yards apartment. And their ex-husband or current husband? Current husband. Played by? Oliver Hudson. Speaking of Hudson. Hudson Yards. Oliver yep. Hudson Yards is there. And he's, a, he's... Oliver Hudson's a real sneaky forever hot person and he's also been in like a million things but you i can never quite remember what he's been in never but he's he's yeah he's he's definitely when i say forever hot just you never put him on that list with say your josh hartnett's your colin farrell's but he's up there as a forever hot man quick update on bergen bags so what it is is people her friends send her their very expensive louis vuitton bags or whatever and she paints on them she customizes them (laughs) Okay, so obviously when you go on IMDb, it tells you what someone's the most known for. So let me go on Oliver Hudson's IMDb. Known for 2006's <laughs> remake of Black Christmas. Meanwhile, we get back Steve. And when we say we get back Steve, those hearing aids are gone. And he's got his shirt off yeah. and he's punching a punching a boxing thing. Yeah, they decided, let's not make Steve a doddering old man. Let's make him be hot Steve again. Yeah. Because he always was hot. Always hot. Yeah. Sneaky. He was a sneaky hot, he was. wasn't he? <laughs> oh, Oliver Hudson was in Dawson's Creek for 16 episodes. Oh. Wow. So maybe fine. that's what he's known for. Meanwhile, in this episode, Dallas Fort Worth, Lisa and her husband Herbert, they've got their 20th wedding anniversary dinner party that goes awry. And I would say one of the big things from this episode is Gloria Steinem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gloria Steinem at that party and Bitsy Von Muffling sending a, a dick pic yes. and all that going on. <laughs> Gloria Steinem, who I didn't realize had the same hair as Jerry Halliwell. Really? Yeah, she has the re- she has like red hair with, I think they're gray streaks at the front, but it looks like very classic Jerry Halliwell, two blonde streaks. That's fun. I heard that um, she they did lots of takes of her scene and they gave her a vague script, but they're like, just say whatever you want. Right. So every, every scene she would just do like a whole new, a whole new thing. It's <laughs> kind of fun. Queen of improv. Yeah. Gloria Steinem. Yeah. <laughs> so that is, that's the episode. We're four episodes in episode four is the winner so far. I yeah. think episode one in second place and the other two are like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. I think, I think episode two, uh, two, two is really the, 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 the di- most dire of them. Mainly, I, I really was angry at the end when Carrie just was like, well, I didn't, wouldn't read an ad about vaginas, so everything fell apart. Yeah. So annoying. So the big question is, and just like that is an offshoot of a beloved show. <laughs> right. And it's not as good as the beloved show. <laughs> right. In the UK, is there a beloved show that like many years later they tried to redo and it was fine, but it wasn't as good? Oh. It's like... I'm sure they tried to redo like Birds of a Feather or something they like that. They definitely did. Yeah. And I don't think it quite worked. <laughs> birds of a Feather. Are you saying that Sex of the City and Birds of a Feather are the same? I think I might some have gals, to. Some gals in there. 
<laughs> of a certain age just living living life yeah birds of a feather tv show red dwarf when they brought that back right. hang on right hang on let me just look do you remember the theme tune for birds of a feather it's called uh, oh no i was thinking the red dwarf one there's some kind of atmosphere i'm all alone more or less da, 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 da. Fun, fun, fun. What are you saying? In the sun. sun the, red, the Red Dwarf theme oh, tune. okay. I don't dun, even know dun, that. Dun, dun, dun. I, think, I think I used to watch Red Dwarf all the time. Because that, that's odd that that music... What was the Birds of a Feather theme tune? It was... What'll I do when you are far away? <laughs> and also... <laughs> Very sad theme tune, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. What'll I do? And also, it was quite Sex and City because of Leslie Joseph. Yeah, exactly. The, she the, is Samantha. The original Samantha. <laughs> oh my God. So yes, so Birds of a Feather... <laughs> It was originally on from 1989 to 1998, and then they brought it back from 2014 to 2020. Oh, my God. Yeah, it really is the... Oh, my goodness. So, the... What was that, like, famous... That famous scene that everyone thought was really funny of Leslie Joseph? Is it her performing Like a Virgin? (laughs) So, we've just watched Leslie Joseph perform Like a Virgin. Pretty solid. So, the UK equivalent of <laughs> Just Like That is the reprise, the reboot of Birds of a Feather. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, as ever, for listening. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Send us some feedback, and we'll be back very soon. Probably one of our weirdest episodes yet. Yeah, good. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go and buy Toyota. Sponsors, T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.